0: The value of investments can fall as well as rise, and losses may be made. The basket of commodities represented by the CRB index rose from only just over 100 at the beginning of the COVID crisis to a level of 350 earlier this year, and now it's just over 300 after a significant pullback. So where to now for commodities? With me is George Cheveley. Portfolio manager at 91 in London. It's been quite a meteoric rise, and people talking of super cycles in the commodities markets across all sectors, or most sectors anyway. George, where do you see it now? Give us an overview before we get more specific.
1: Yeah, we're at a very interesting stage for commodity markets because. Looking forward, we've still got you know high energy prices, particularly in Europe, which is curtailing supply for many commodities and causing a lot of disruptions. We've got low inventories around the world for many commodities and still a lot of logistics issues. But on the other side, we're facing, you know, the look of recession in Europe, potentially in the States, and not a strong recovery so far in China. So people on the other side worrying very much on the demand side um, over the next few months, which leaves us in a rather balanced position and, and actually really explains the current volatility in prices as um, you know, the market tries to decide whether we're going to be in deficit or surplus over the coming months.
0: And of course, there are so many other fundamentals to look at, notably the level of the US dollar, certainly for dollar-based commodities. I mean, as we speak, there's been a bit of a sharp sell-off in the US dollar, but overall, it's been a, a dollar bull market. And does that affect, well, it obviously affects the investment equation when it comes to commodities, but is it a more long-term and more
1: sinister influence? I think it's interesting, actually, because we can talk about lots of factors, but the dollar correlation between commodities and the dollar over the last few months has been pretty much lockstep. Um, and, and that relationship does become very strong at times. I actually think it becomes very strong when the markets are uncertain about the future and not sure you know, which way to trade. So they tend to follow the dollar. So we've seen a very close correlation over months as markets really are trying to decide whether we're going to see deficits or surpluses over the coming year.
0: What about sectors now? Because when I mentioned in my introduction this, the Commodity Research Bureau Index, that, that, that covers everything. And there are certain commodities that are created more equal than others. What do you like and dislike at the moment at 91
1: we like agriculture. We think we've seen a good rise in some agricultural commodities, obviously prompted by the war. But it is not so much the grains themselves, on um, which have actually pulled back, thankfully, quite a lot. But we still see fertilizer prices as being supported. One, of course, because they one of the major inputs is energy for a lot of fertilisers, and then secondly, of course, you know, a major supplier of potash to the world is Belarus and Russia. And that clearly is a bulk material has been severely disrupted um, by the current war. Energy we've remained positive on. I think there's certainly a view now that Europe may get through this winter, but that is assuming average weather. So I think we're going to remain in a pretty tight energy situation over coming months. And on the metal side, it's definitely been a, a tougher period because if we're seeing recession coming, then obviously metals demand will pull back. But in many ways, on the equity side now, we, we see them having pricing that in. And in fact, if you look at the risk, the, probably the risk is we will see supply disruptions cause metal prices to move higher over, over the coming year.
0: Has it been the case, and again I refer to my introduction, where the market in the form of the CRB index tripled in value, Uh, was that because of people stocking up or because stocks were so low and therefore demand excessively influenced prices to the upside? And has this pullback been the result of people de-stocking but demand is still there? It was a rather clumsy question but I think you get my
1: drift The simple answer is yes, but I think you have to look at capital cycles in commodity markets, which quite often actually are more powerful than just the simple macro cycle. And we must remember, over the last seven years or so, we've seen companies cut back on their capital investment in growing commodity supply because prices were very low in 2015, companies were over-levered, and really, you know, they had to restore their balance sheets, cut back on the capital spending, which have blown out in the previous five or six years. And therefore, we're seeing very little new supply relatively come to the market. And that's really, so then when we did have a pickup in demand through the pandemic, that clearly brought inventories down, caused prices to squeeze up. Certainly what we've seen since then is definitely the uncertainty around what's coming, causing people to de-stock. So in Europe, companies are de-stocked because they're not sure whether they'll be able to operate this winter with energy prices going where they are. We've also de- seen de-stocking um, in China, although supplying China, one, because financial conditions for metals in China have tightened up, trader went quite spectacularly bust recently, which has caused a lot of problems in China domestically. And at the same time, people importing metal into China have found it much harder to finance stocks because of rising interest rates. So all these factors have caused definitely destocking. and certainly what's true over the recent months is apparent demand has been below real demand in many areas. And that's very interesting because if that continues and we do see a recovery, that could lead to prices moving up very sharply in the next few months.
0: Very interesting. Before we get to 91's commodity strategy, I want to talk to you about the role of commodities in predicting or lagging a recession or an expansion. For example, at the moment, everyone's talking about a potential recession, not only in the developing world, but also the developed world. Now, do commodities predict a recession or are they the victims of a recession and the other way around when it comes to expansion? Please tell all. (laughs)
1: Well, well, they're sort of both in a way, because arguably you might say part of this recession is being caused by the rise and shortage of energy globally. And therefore, you know, you might blame part of the recession on energy prices, lack of energy per se. Um, But at the same time, clearly, you see then metals and, and other commodities, you know, being a victim of that in terms of people worrying about a slowdown. What is true, though, is commodities tend to move very early on in a recession cycle. So people tend to sell cyclicals, particularly equities, early on. And actually, you tend to see the worst performance at the beginning of recession. And actually, as you go through the recession, they tend to bottom earlier and recover quickly towards the end as people see that lack of supply being a cause of concern as they see demand about to pick up. So... Definitely what I would say about commodities is they tend to react quicker and therefore earlier than many other um, asset classes.
0: So are they telling us there's a potential recession now?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, some would argue we're already in recession in many parts of the world. And and, and I think certainly we expect to, you know, we're seeing a slowdown as we speak um, around the world, maybe not in China, but certainly elsewhere being caused by high energy prices. And, and, you know, whether we're technically in recession or not is really doesn't matter. You're definitely seeing that slowdown.
0: Okay, lots of moving parts, lots of factors to take into account. And you have to take them into account as portfolio manager at 91. What's your strategy at the moment, company wise?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one, because on the company wise, we look at the macroeconomic outlook and one might you know, say we've got to be pretty cautious. You know, worries about recession in Europe, even the states slowing down. And clearly the Fed have been very vocal about saying they want the economy to slow and inflation to come back. But then when you look at equities and their valuations, To us, they appear very good value at the moment. We're seeing double-digit free cash flow yields and even return to shareholders from many of the resource companies. And whilst we expect some commodity prices potentially to moderate over coming months, um, we actually see companies' cash flows and balance sheets incredibly strong. And therefore, you know, we're minded to maintain our positions in those companies, not least because if you look beyond the short term, the medium term outlook for resources still looks very strong because of the energy transition and all that is entailed by that in terms of switching out of fossil fuels towards renewables, which require a lot of metals, etc. But all of those issues, you know, we see a demand for materials generally remaining very high.
0: George, thank you so much for your time. George Cheveley is the Portfolio Manager at 91 in London. This podcast is a marketing communication and is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. In South Africa, 91 is an authorised financial services provider.